Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Point of Insanity Game Studios Geekery in General Podcast. I am, of course, Al, and with me is a man who's so bright his parents call him son. Aw, isn't that nice? Yes, Chad, that is a pretty cool, uh, no, not Devil Boy, um, Hellboy. Yeah, it's a vinyl Funko Pop. Yes, Chad was showing me. Chad is a big collector of Funko Pops, and I know you told me about you had your Frankenberry one, and so you had Razor Ramon. Yeah, uh, my newest ones, I just picked up six new ones. I got um, the Energizer Bunny, which is pretty damn cool. I got uh, the Coca-Cola Bear. Everybody loves Coca-Cola Bear. And then, I think I asked you this the other night, but do you remember from Pop-Tarts, Milton the Toaster? Yes, I remember you asking me about it, and no, I do not remember Milton the Toaster. See? You don't remember this guy, huh? I do not, no. It doesn't look familiar. Okay. So I picked well, up Milton the Toaster, and then, because I'm also a wrestling fan, which I'm pretty sure people know, I picked up a Ric Flair, uh, Mr. McMahon, Pop, and then a Jake the Snake Roberts Funko Pop. So... But that has nothing to do with why we're here tonight. Yeah, you were just trying to stall because uh sounds like you were not a fan of this particular episode. Uh, no, I have been not a fan of a lot of episodes, to be honest. But these, this one and the next one we're doing, because uh, we're going to put a little peek here behind the magic. Uh, we're doing two episodes at once. Shh, Chad, Both don't them. tell them the secrets. Oh, oh, sorry. Forget I said that. <laughs> um, both of these episodes are not what I would call high quality or even decent story. Yeah, season four of Black Mirror is is weird. It starts off on a strong note. The middle three episodes aren't very good in my opinion. The uh, fifth episode is actually pretty good. And the season finale for season four knocks it out of the park at least in my opinion but i have a feeling we're probably going to spend more time talking about the technology in this particular episode uh than the actual episode itself because this is just kind of a bland episode in my opinion um so this episode is called archangel and it was actually uh, directed by jodie foster which, when I saw that at the end, I went, ah, that kind of makes sense. Because if you know anything about Jodie Foster, her early life was a little messed up. I mean, uh, John Hinckley Jr. shot the president for her. Not that she asked him to, but that's what was in his mind. So um, she's kind of had a messed up life. So I kind of get, I kind of like, when I saw that, I was like, okay, I'll buy that. Yep. So this particular episode is, of course, taking a look at technology and something else, helicopter parenting, which is one of those things that some people think isn't really that big of a deal. But then there's other people that are like, okay, helicopter parenting is one of the worst possible things that you can do to a child. So, personally, I think there needs to be balance. 
I mean, yeah, eventually you have to start letting your child become more independent, but then on the other hand, you know, you still got to make sure you're there to say, you know, you really shouldn't stick that fork in that electrical outlet. Or you could go with the way my dad always was. He's like, let him stick that fork in the light socket. He only do it once. <laughs> so get into this episode. This particular episode starts out with a single mother named Marie, and she is giving birth to her daughter. And after the delivery, the daughter, I guess she's like stops breathing or her heart stops for a little bit. So, of course, she's in panic mode, which, right. of course, I mean, if anyone, any parent, if that happened during the birth, would be, you know, quite scared. Right, Perfectly right. understandable. And it, and it doesn't help the fact that she's a single parent. I mean, from the time of the birth on, it's not like there was a guy there and was there with her while she was giving birth or anything. She was there alone. I mean... The only person with her was a nurse to hold her hand kind of thing. So, of course, uh, Marie is very protective of her daughter, Sarah. As she gets older, she, of course, takes her to a playground, as, you know, a lot of parents like taking their kids to playgrounds. And while they're at the playground, Sarah wanders off. And, of course, Marie goes into full panic mode. You know, where is she? She's frantically looking all over. Uh, fortunate neighborhood out helping her. Yep. Fortunately, they find her not too much later playing with a cat. So, of course, this makes Marie even more paranoid. So she decides to sign up to participate in a trial for a device called the Archangel, which is a child monitoring system. So what they're going to do is the representative from the company says that they're going to put an implant into Sarah's brain. And then what this implant will do is it will allow Marie to monitor Sarah's health, see what she's seen uh, at both the current time as well as it. Cause like you might, how, uh, what was it? Complete history of you how yeah, there yeah. was those little devices that you record things. So this, I'm wondering if it's supposed to be like a later development of that particular type of technology. Yeah, it definitely had a lot of the same types of abilities as those eye implants had. And another thing it also allows her to do is censor things that she thinks her daughter might find obscene or scary or stressful. Wasn't it and, basically wasn't it basically anything that would cause her anxiety which this thing could monitor would then be blurred out cuz it started with the dog. Correct cuz uh she was taking her on a walk and yeah there was a an aggressive dog uh that they had passed by it was just barking at him and when uh she saw it later it was blurred out and I think the barks were muffled as well. Yes, yep. And I remember, one of the things I remember is the rep saying that this process is irreversible. Well, the monitoring process is irreversible. They can't, they can't remove whatever they implanted from the brain. But as we find out later on, she could just go ahead and turn that 
device off. Yes. They can they the 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 ability to um blur stuff out can be turned off and, and things like that. So or you could just completely shut the unit down and then it's just dormant in her brain. Yeah. But they can't remove the actual implant Correct. itself. Right, so right. That's why I'm wondering why it can't be removed because again, if we assume that this is a continuation of the technology that we saw in a complete history of you, we know that those devices can be removed, but there is an element of risk where some people seem right. to be able to recover from it, but then it's also implied that some people have uh, side effects and serious consequences of having those those grains removed. And, and didn't the one guy who we watched in that episode remove the grain have to like cut his eye out? No, he was just cutting away at the skin and everything just kind of went black. And again, he saw all this stuff flashing before his eyes. So oh, I okay. think our consensus on that one is that they intended to leave it open-ended. So we're not, I mean, actually, I think maybe you thought that he actually died from removing it, where I think it's probably intended to be more ambiguous. Okay. So, well, back to this episode. So then we find out that this has a downside because later on, uh, Sarah is being watched by her grandfather and she's, you know, he's showing her how to paint and then he starts to have a stroke. So because of the archangel though, she doesn't see it fully happening. She just sees it blurred out. Uh, fortunately, Marie happens to, you know, look at the monitor and she realizes what's happening. So they're able to get uh, help for Marie's father. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in cases like that, it's probably not a good thing to have those masking abilities on there. You know, um, you know, I kept watching during this and, and this came up and then there's a few other things that come up where she can't see them. And I'm like, she's going to be so maladjusted to the real world because even after, um, the boy on the on the playground explains to her what's going on. I mean, she can't watch this violent video of some guy getting beat, you know, with a with a stick or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he explained it to her, and she tried to draw this because she's kind of a you know she was a kid. She liked to draw that kind of stuff. She's trying to draw this thing out, and even when she draws blood, it blurs out. Yep, and she actually cut her finger a little bit, and again, the blood was blurred out as well. And I don't remember if it was in this episode or the next one, but there was a there was like a TV playing in the background where there was a um, a scene from Men Against Fire. I don't know if you caught that or not. No, no. Yeah, I said, and I apologize. I think it was in this episode, but it may have been in Crocodile, uh, the next episode, because. As Chad said, folks, we're basically recording these back-to-back, -back, so sometimes when you watch two episodes back-to-back, -back, everything just kind of blurs together. That's so, true. Well, anyways, so as you were correct, uh, Sarah becomes somewhat of an outcast because, yeah, the other kids are like, okay, why is your mom always monitoring you? And um, the 
so, so what Marie does is she has her kid talk to a uh, psychologist. And actually, I think this is where the scene where they showed uh, that clip from Men Against Fire, because I recognize one of the soldiers in there firing the gun. Okay, okay. So the psychologist suggests that since Archange- we find out Archangel is, uh, is going to be banned soon, that since the implant can't be removed, that Marie needs to deactivate the filter and basically forget that she ever had this thing installed. Right. So she lets, uh, she turns off the filter so Sarah can go to school unsupervised. And again, that's where one of her classmates, a boy named Trick, exposes her to violent things. Yeah, and I mean, they just describe it. They don't show what's going on on the iPad or anything that he's showing her this stuff, but he shows her like um, when it was, when there was a lot of these, you know, uh, terrorists were decapitating tourists. They show her, she shows her one of those and just, you know, all this violent stuff, this very brutal, violent stuff. And even the girl who's playing her is, I mean, you can tell she's shocked by what she's seeing. But I don't think she's completely absorbing it all because she has nothing to compare it against. Any other, you know, before this time, anytime she got stressed, blurt it out. Yeah, so she had definitely had a very sheltered upbringing, which, as we find out, wasn't really a very good idea in the long run. But as Sarah gets older, she starts to adjust and again, gets used to being in contact with violence and other unpleasant things. And she goes to a party with Trick. And, well, uh, there we find out later that they're having sex because... Well, and let's take a step back there because there's an important part here that you missed, is before the party, she had told her mother she was going to a friend's house to watch... Uh, the breakfast gang, <laughs> which I thought was kind of cute. And her mom goes, you mean the breakfast club? And she's like, yeah. So I thought that was kind of a nice, uh, homage to, to, uh, uh what, what's his name? Uh, John, John Hughes. Okay. Um, the guy who wrote and directed breakfast club, but, um, all right, continue. I did just, okay. it just. To me, it seems important that you know that she had lied to her mother about where she was going. Yep, because, yeah, we find out that she's at a party, and uh, Marie tries calling Sarah, but since she doesn't answer her phone... um, Because she's getting boned. (laughs) Yes, what she does is she reactivates Archangel so she can see what Sarah has seen. And how is this for awkward... Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chad... You turn it it back on, and there's some dude's face. And I believe what Sarah said was, I want you to f*** me harder. Yeah, and it's like, okay, now that has to be awkward. I mean... You know, as a parent of two daughters, I would agree that would have to be awkward. And also why I would never do something like that to my daughters. Because... You know, at this point, even though the actress who's playing Sarah has to be more than 14 years old. I'm sorry, she has to be. She's 15 at this point. Or 15. Even so, either way, the the actress has to be older than that. But she's this 15-year-old girl. 
Oh man, I would. And her mother tries to downplay it all, you know, doesn't bring it up, doesn't say anything to her. And I'm just sitting there thinking, there's no way I could do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, we find out later that uh, Marie uses the Archangel tablet again because, well, she busted her daughter, basically having sex. So she looks at it again, and then we see Sarah snorting cocaine with Trick. Right. And we had already seen her early in the episode, earlier in the episode smoking weed with Trick. Yep. So, of course, this does a little bit, this uh, makes her mistrust of her daughter grow even more. So what she does is she eventually finds out where Trick works and essentially blackmails Trick into never seeing her, her daughter ever again actually confronts him and, you know, directly saying, you know, stay away from her. Most dysfunctional family ever. Who starts with that? Don't you start with your kid? Yeah, I think most people would probably start with the kid first. She just shows up at his place of business and pulls out the video of him nailing his daughter or nailing her daughter. Which, if you think about it, if both of them are under, I mean, okay, I'm not sure if this particular episode took place in America or in England. Yeah, it's hard to tell. It, 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 there's no, I mean, it doesn't have British accents for the most part, so I would assume it took place in America. But, you know, when she told him that she he's she's only 15, he kind of got this look on his face. I think he's older than she is. J- just my opinion opinion and if you think about it okay we know at this point the daughter is 15 so if she is showing him uh you know video of her having you know uh, having sex and she's 15 wouldn't that be illegal yeah i i never even thought about that I don't know. It would have to go back to what the legalities of Archangel were. Yeah, that's true. We don't know what the age of consent is in this particular uh, in this particular episode. But anyways, moving on. Well, yeah, because a lot of a lot of Black Mirror seems to happen in alternate realities. You know, it's like America of today, but it's not. It's this different place. Yeah. So we find out later that, again, Marie uses the Archangel to monitor Sarah because, again, we, as we learned at the start of the episode, it can monitor her vital signs and get an idea of her medical state. And that's where uh, Marie uses Archangel to find out that Sarah's pregnant. So what she tries doing is putting an emergency contraceptive pill into her juice at breakfast. And this is, so then uh, Sarah throws up the pill and discovers the tablet. And this is where she just goes ballistic because she realizes her mom has been still monitoring her. So she takes the tablet and starts beating up her mom with it. Beat the piss out of her. Yep. So we find out that she's beaten to the point of unconsciousness and the tablet's, of course, broken by this point. Yep. Yep. And since uh, the filter has become 
deactivated because again it becomes activated while she's the obscenity filter becomes active while they're fighting but then once the tablet breaks she sees what she's done so she pretty much runs away and mm -hmm. maria or marie just you know wakes up sees the destroyed tablet runs out of the house frantically looking for her daughter but of course she can't find her because she's run away she's jumped on a semi-truck to ride off into the sunset and that's how the episode ends it was actually kind of funny because my wife was watching oh maybe the last 10 minutes or so of this with me and when she jumped into the truck she's like oh she's gonna die and i'm like whoa <laughs> and then it rolled you know end of the show and she's like oh or they could end it that way and i'm like okay i guess Th those are the options and throughout this all if you watch closely everything that that sarah's doing marie does now her her drug of choice is wine She's got a glass of wine in her hand almost constantly when she's at home. <laughs> she sneaks out to have sex with some guy on obviously the pretty regular because the guy's like, same time next week, you know, and it's just, it's all, it all parallels, which makes the mother, which makes it wor even worse because the mother is then also a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, because we you know, know that Marie is a single mother. And now it looks like Sarah is in danger of becoming the same thing. Now, of course, we never find out what happens to Sarah and the baby. Uh, well, for the all we know. Said, well, the nurse said it would. Oh, yeah. But I mean, the nurse said that when she had that tablet, even though she threw it up, it would still be effective. So that she was not pregnant anymore. And that was the first time Sarah knew she was even pregnant. Yeah. And another thing that I, I guess I don't really like about this episode is... Well, after we get past the birthing scene, the episode pretty much ends on a very similar note to how it started, because it starts out early in the episode with Marie losing track of Sarah, and, you know, in this case, of course, she's young, but fortunately is found uh, unharmed, but then it, the episode ends with, with, again, Sarah pretty much running off. Except now it's, we, I think we're left to assume that she'll probably never see her daughter again. You know, and honestly, part of me says good. Because a parent like that is very, very detrimental to the, the mind state of a child. You know, um, helicopter parenting is one thing. This episode took helicopter parenting to a whole new stratosphere. You know, uh, it was almost to the point of the mom had this obsession. And I know in her mind, the obsession was keeping her child safe. But when you look at it from the outside, at least to me, it was more of a case of, not trying to keep the child safe, but trying to keep the child a child. You know, and and that is unacceptable. Our whole job as parents are to make them into adults that we can let go. You know, and we can feel good and safe about letting them go. I don't know. What's your take on that? 
Well, as I said, I mean, I'm in agreement with you. I mean, yeah, you have to be there to make sure your child is making good decisions. But the thing is, you have to teach them to make those decisions on their own. Because I don't know who said it, but I know there's a saying, we, we raise our children to leave us, which is something that, you know, you're, you're, you're closer to than I am because, uh, both your daughters, my are daughters, sti- yeah, my daughter's, uh, a junior in college. Um, and my other one will be a freshman in the fall. So, Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, possibly they might, um, you know, maybe they might after college, you know, maybe they might come home and, you know, live with you for a little bit, but eventually, yeah, it's going to be okay. Kick them out of the nest. And yeah. And that is not an easy thing to do as a parent, but it's something, you know, you have to do. But yeah, so I think the episode definitely makes a statement about parenting And what do you think of the technology? I mean, I can see how some of it could be useful with like the health monitoring, but the whole thing about the filters and being able to see what your child was seeing, well, I can see how that second application might have some uses. It it wouldn't be one you would want to use. I mean, I can see something like if your child mysteriously disappears and you've got the archangel going, you can at least see what happened to them. But that's, of course, that's a situation that no parent would want to use it for. I was going to say, do you want to watch your kid get murdered? You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's, while it could be helpful, it's not something any parent wants to see. Right. It would answer questions, but is it helpful? No, I, I I don't think the technology in this episode... Um... I mean, though it does have applications, I don't think it's, I don't think it's family unit applications. These are the kind of applications that could be used in times of war, uh, things like that, where you could keep track of your, um, your troops or whatever. Yeah, because as I recall, there was a GPS tracker in there, so right. she could she would know where her daughter was. Right. So, I mean, they could use it to do stuff like, you know, lay out battle plans on the field and make sure everybody's where they need to be and things like that. Um, you know, even to find guys who went AWOL, you know, there, there's there's applications. I don't know if I'm good with those applications, but I would be more good with those applications in that setting over a family unit setting. So any last thoughts on this episode? Uh, I mean, as a said my personal opinion i think it's probably the second worst episode in the series while it does have some interesting looks at technology in this one it's i don't think it's a very strong episode overall no it's a pretty dull episode uh there's really not a lot of action um there's a lot of um how would i put this it's kind of like watching a kevin smith movie there's action, but it happens off screen, <laughs> you know, like she followed the cat and got lost. All we saw was everybody looking for her. We, they never cut to her, like, you know, petting the kitty or anything. I mean, they did show the kit, the cat in the very beginning of the show when she petted it. And then you watched her wander off after it. But then it was just like, 
And I think that was because they wanted us to think that she had been abducted or something versus a kid wandering off to play with a cat. Uh, but overall, I think it was a boring episode. I don't think it was well written. I don't, I would get, I would hazard to guess that it wasn't well received. I don't know. I not a fan. Yeah. Well, hang in there. Uh, the finale for season four is actually really good. And season five is actually pretty good as well. But unfortunately, we just have a couple more slower paced, uh, less exciting episodes to slog through before we get there. Oh, yay. <laughs> so with that said, I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. And until next time, have a wonderful day. been listening to a program from the Point of Insanity Network. Visit us at poigamestudio.podbean.com for more shows. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at POIGamestudio.